Welcome to We Look Shit Up, a twice-weekly podcast where we channel our obsessive personalities and our love of TV and movies and share the interesting trivia we find with you. This is Kevin Schwaller. This is Rachel Schwaller. And thanks for joining us today. Thank you. If you're a subscriber or if you've listened before, thank you so much for coming back. You mean so much to us. If you're new here, you also mean so much to us. Oh my God, I'm so excited (laughs) you're here. So, Kevin, for those people who are new here, why don't you tell them what we're doing? Yeah, we look at the facts, trivia, the backstory, really anything inspiring or that we find interesting behind our favorite TV shows and movies. Uh, What we don't do, really, is we don't, we're not given, like, professional reviews or plot breakdowns. We're not talking about how to make movies or anything like that. So if you haven't listened to this before, know that there will be spoilers. I know we're not going to go fully into the plot of these movies. Again, we're doing the interesting stories behind them. However, we will likely spoil these films for you. Yep. So this week we are doing two films, I, Tanya and Blades of Glory. Today, we're doing Blades of Glory. Next episode, Rachel, you're looking into uh, I, Tanya. Yeah, and the reason we picked these two movies is because uh, the obvious theme running through them, which is that there are two blonde actresses, so... Yeah, and they're both very serious professional skating movies. Oh, 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 that... Um. so if you're not familiar i tanya you know the story of tanya harding and nancy kerrigan that is a more serious movie and blades of glory is aside from the fact that they have figure skating in common (laughs) a very different type of film yeah but um although they they do both have uh nancy kerrigan in them yeah, they do. So, in right. a way. In a way. Yeah. Um, Nancy Kerrigan herself isn't in I, Tanya, though. No, isn't she's it? not. But her okay. character, her, you know, she's portrayed in it. But, yeah. Um, so the real reason, if you're wondering, like, oh, why are you picking these now? I'll tell you. <laughs> it's because my parents decided to watch I, Tanya. <laughs> we couldn't think of what else well, to do. Well, I think it's more that I, Tanya just came out. Well, it just came out in December. Yeah. And it's March. I thought it yep. just came out on DVD this week. On DVD. I don't know. We watched it on... Yeah, we we streamed it. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So the first episode is Blades of Glory. And if you're not familiar with it, welcome to the competitive world of figure skating. This movie is just ridiculous all around. You can tell right away from the cast. Will Ferrell plays Chaz Michael Michaels, the macho man singles skater. John Hedder, of Napoleon Dynamite fame plays Jimmy McElroy, the rich, pretty boy, once-orphan rival. A brawl between Chaz and Jimmy forced them to get banned from the sport. But the pair find a loophole in the rules. They're allowed to compete as a couple, and they become the first men's figure-skating pair. Now all they have to do is defeat a brother-sister skating team, played by Amy Poehler and Will Arnett. So, Rachel, did you ever watch figure skating growing up? Uh, not growing up, but, you know, the past, not this past Winter's Olympics, but the last one did have, again, time to learn. What's Rachel's girl crush this week? <laughs> um, As in somebody who's skating professionally that you were following? That I admired very, very much and ah. I thought was so cool, which was Ashley Wagner. So that ah. was my only real experience in being exciting about figure skating. I mean, she wore this really red lipstick. 
had blonde hair and there was, she was just <laughs> the red lipstick was the selling point it really was <laughs> no. yeah it's kind of an interesting world though isn't it I, I, yeah. I think that's what makes these movies so interesting too I remember growing up my mom was really into uh, watching figure skating and I remember seeing you know Scott Hamilton and Brian Boitano and all these things mm-hmm. all these uh, people who are into figure skating and it's just really interesting from the costumes on down I mean it it's ridiculous in a way, if you think about it, in and of itself, but it also is, like, incredibly demanding. I, I would say more than anything, it's incredibly demanding. Yeah. I would be terrified to but figure the, skate. But then you, like, put the costumes in there, and, like, the costumes, even in Blades of Glory, that are trying to make fun in a way, or poke fun, or have fun with the theme of figure skating, like, the costumes aren't that off from what people actually wear. Well, it's a performance art more. It's like it's like a performance art mixed with, you know, a very terrifying athletic sport. It is. And as we'll go <laughs> and as we'll go in next week too, there's like a lot of drama with it too. Uh-huh. Which is kind of crazy. So, this movie has a ton of pro skating names in it, including Scott Hamilton. And the directors had great things to say about working with him. They said he was funny and willing to do a lot in the movie. Um, but there are a lot of other names. The skating choreographer has worked with people like Scott Hamilton and Michelle Kwan. Her name was Sarah Kawahara, and she was also the choreographer in Itania. Damn you. I wrote that in mind, too. Well, we'll repeat it. <laughs> Crossover. So it adds a little legitimacy, I feel like, to the movie to have oh, yeah. all these names connected with it and For that sure. choreographer. But even the differences between these movies, I can't imagine trying to choreograph for Blades of Glory just because, I mean, all I'm thinking of is the scene um, where Will Ferrell has John Hedder by the crotch over his head. It's in, like, all the trailers and everything, too, but it's just so ridiculous. Or when they go crotch to crotch on the ice. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? <laughs> But yeah, there are a lot of references, or not a lot, but there are a few references um, to Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan in Blades of Glory. Uh-huh. But I read a lot about this, and it doesn't seem like there was one specific thing that served as an inspiration for the film. Yeah. The script went through a lot of different versions, and I do have the story behind that, though. Okay. So, how did the script get made and the movie come to be? Again, one of my favorite things to look into. All right. I love that for so many of these movies, Rachel, even the bigger ones, we hear either like rags to riches stories or new talent getting discovered or an idea that faces long odds of making it to screen and then Mm -hmm. ends up not only being made, but being a hit or being nominated or winning an award. It's just so cool. I feel like we've seen a lot of that, too. Oh, yeah. And this one, no exception. Um, the two writers came up with the concept for Blades of Glory story, and their names are not among the stars whose names come to mind with this movie. Okay. So NBC reported that the duo who created the screenplay, Jeff and Craig Cox, who are brothers, had never written a screenplay before. Goodness gracious. So that's crazy. They did go on um, in the process to work with other writers, but it all started with their idea and a Starbucks coffee in Beverly Hills, California. Ooh, I want Starbucks. Oh, that does sound good. (laughs) (laughs) Quick break. So first, you need to know a few names. The movie was produced by Ben Stiller, Stuart Kornfeld, and John Jacobs. Okay. I think pretty much everyone's familiar with Ben Stiller, actor, Meet the Parents, Zoolander, and many others. Kornfeld has produced things like Tropic Thunder and Old School, one of Will Ferrell's earlier breakout movies. Mm-hmm. And John Jacobs produced Anger Management with Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson. Wait, and- he's also in that famous song, right? 
John uh-huh. Jacobs Jingleheimer. Jingleheimer. Oh. <laughs> if we were a TV show, we would have been canceled long before this. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's that quality jokes right there. And after, though, John Jacobs Jingleheimer Schmidt went on uh, to also produce Ted. So those are the more established names in this, and we already went through some of the actors and actresses. Okay. So the next part is info from a great story by The Hollywood Reporter. In the article, Jacob says he heard about the script or a script that two brothers were writing about a about male figure skating. Uh, Kornfeld says one of the Cox brothers was working at a Starbucks and the other one was typing television closed captioning. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've been doing a little transcribing on the side. Yeah. But Jacobs read the script and the article quotes him as saying this. I read the script, and it was good. Sort of like a Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan Uh, as two men. It was a really good concept, but a little rough. I asked if they would do a couple of rewrites, and they said they would. Um, Jacob says he wanted to tailor the script to Ben Stiller's taste, and there there was a lot more to this, but Ben Stiller and DreamWorks get on board and eventually makes its way to becoming a film. Um, And we'll have that full article that gets a little bit more into this in the show notes. Oh, yeah. But that's not the only duo with this film. (gasps) Tell me more. The film was directed by first-time feature film directors Josh Gordon and Will Speck. Dadgummit. I know, two first-timers. So Speck and Gordon met at NYU Film School and had been working with each other really ever since. Um, They made a short film after college called Culture, starring Philip Seymour Hoffman, and it was not a... It was nominated for an Academy Award. So that's really cool. Their first short out of college going up for an Oscar. Oh, yeah. I mean, that... Holy yeah. crap. So again, it's their first time in fil- feature film, but I mean, they, they have, have done some stuff for it. for sure. And not only that, they began their career after that in the advertising world. And at that point, they launched both the Geico Cavemen commercials and the Geico Gecko commercials. Holy cow. Those aren't iconic at all. Yeah. So they have some experience. (laughs) And for Blades of Glory, the producers enjoyed the Cavemen commercials and their short, and the relationship just worked out, and they went on to become the directors for this. That's awesome. So how did it do at the box office? How did it do? Well, Box Office Mojo shows the production budget was about $61 million, and it made more than $145 million worldwide. Wow. So it did all right. Yeah. Um, it has a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, so for a comedy like this, I yeah. feel like that's that, also That's definitely higher than I would have expected, and not because it's not a good movie, but just exactly for the, the type of movie. Was that, was that the critic review? Yeah, that was wow. the critic's reviews, and I think the audience reviews were around... Around roughly the same. That's great. Yeah, so not bad at all. So one of the things that interested me as I was watching this, though, was just... (laughs) Why do you... I don't know. You always make fun of me when I I screw up, too. I can't just screw up. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just mimicking you in a playful way. You're shabrish. I just feel like half of of the podcast is just me making your noises. Oh, thank you. Welcome. So... I don't know about you, but as I was watching, I was constantly wondering, like, okay, how much of this did Will Ferrell do, and mm-hmm. how did they shoot some of these scenes, and that kind of thing. For sure. So, I looked into that, Whoa. and they did actually have to, the actors had to learn a lot of skate moves, but they also did work with stunt doubles, or I guess they're skating doubles in this. Uh-huh. 
Um, and also when you look at some of the behind the scenes footage, you see there are a lot of times when they're wearing wires to lift them off the ground. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. And so watching the movie, you'll quickly realize that there's no way that John Hedder and Will Ferrell did all of it themselves. <laughs> and some of the moves are just ridiculous. Um, I found a great video online from entertainment reporter Tim Estilos, and in it he spoke with Will Ferrell's skating double. Uh-huh. And so, Rachel, yes. aside from skill, what do you think they were looking for in hiring this person? Height. Height was a big thing, but uh, so they were looking for height and build, but another thing Hair. was the looks. Not just saying they're looking for somebody as ruggedly handsome <laughs> as Will Ferrell. Um, but the skating double, Chad Brennan, said one of the things that got him the role was that his facial features were the closest to Will Ferrell's face compared to other skaters that auditioned. Huh. And that's because they needed to use facial replacement technology to replace his face with Will Ferrell's in post-production. Wow. And so he said that even part of the audition process was they had to like measure the distance between oh his gosh. eyes and stuff like that well, that's, to try and find the closest one. That's definitely something that if you didn't get the part, you can't feel too bad about. Yeah. Like, it's, what it's, are you going to do? You can't change your face. And the other thing I was reading is that, like, a lot of these skaters are not very tall, you know, uh -huh. for the type of that work. But, Will Ferrell's you know, what? Will Ferrell's like, like a six-something yeah. guy. And so to have, like, Will Ferrell's not, like, a gigantic, overweight man, but, you know, like, he's he's not <laughs> slender. He's not. He, you wouldn't look at him and say, oh, that's a petite human. Yes, yeah. exactly. So they had to get somebody who, like, you know, matches the build and everything like that. Yeah. So Brennan, the skate double, says the biggest challenge was shooting for six weeks straight with 12 to 14 hour days. Ooh. And he's and just keeping up his momentum through that whole time. Yeah. And he got food poisoning at the <gasps> beginning. And the production schedule was just so tight that, like, you can't not oh, shoot. Oh, my so goodness. So he, he doesn't know how he, he said he didn't know how he made it through. But oh, my God. shot. I couldn't even, like, food poisoned. walk around the house if I have food poisoning. <sighs> yeah, I know. Can you imagine skating and no. doing all those tricks? And, like, or he's talking. doing the heavy lifting, you yeah. know? Yeah, or even, like, looking at people. <laughs> and uh, John Hedder, who plays Jimmy, uh, Will Ferrell, or Chaz's partner, said that he had skated a total of three times in his life before he began the process of preparing for this film. Wow. Um, still, Farrell said he and John wanted to do as much of the skating as they could. Mm -hmm. So they tried to do a lot of it. And the director said they worked with, um, again, a skating choreographer who I mentioned before. And, um, a and, and they really designed Olympic-level skating routines. But then they had the challenge of how do we make these routines funny and crazy. Yeah. So, um, the CGI for this. Uh -huh. So when... I think of computer graphics, I think of like space movies or big action movies. Um, but the Creative Planet Network, which is just a website, has a rundown of everything that went into this movie. So this is from that article. And I also pulled some from the LA Times because they were conflicting in some of their information. Okay. Um, so I already told you about the facial replacement. Well, to do that, though, the CG crew started with a plaster cast oh. of the actors' faces and they also used photos to create facial textures. Wow. Yeah. And then they strategically placed, again, differences in the articles, 100 to 150 tracking markers or dots on the actors' faces. And, like, super strategic. Like, they looked at their expressions. And instead of just doing <laughs> them in a standard grid, what they did was place them in strategic places for the expressions of the actors. Wow. This is, I think this will be interesting to talk about, too, on our next episode, 
because oh, yeah? this movie was what 2007 yeah and so to compare that to what was done in Itania now 10 years later and the technology they have is is going to be interesting oh yeah that is um yeah and so on the technology end for this mm-hmm. they also used mirrors and multiple cameras to be able to really get the entire had pretty much every angle of the expression they would need. Yeah. Um, and face replacement wasn't all CG work. There was also, wasn't all of the CG work. There was also removing those wires that I was talking about and filling and expanding all of that stadium seating. Yeah. So the LA Times reported that that included creating 30,000 digital extras Oh and like, just imagine all of those stadium scenes. Like, those were huge places, and the yeah. flashes going off, and all of that. But they also used extras and stuffies. Are you familiar with stuffies? <laughs> um, are they little cuddly stuffed animals that you give to children? Close. <laughs> um, they're inflatable torsos. Oh my gosh! So you use those to help like fill up the seating. So okay. like a mix of like the extras, the stuffies, and the CGI make it a cohesive, full-looking stadium. Got it. Um, so it's just really amazing what it takes to, you know, go through and pull off a film like this. Yeah. And when you watch it, you just, I don't know, it's just kind of crazy. But I feel like you don't always see that amount of CG work in a comedy either. You know, a, a lot of times it's in, like, the Lord of the Rings or, mm-hmm. again, those action movies. And, like, for a comedy, I'm thinking of, like, Will Ferrell's other movies. And I guess there would be a lot of CG work for, like, a Talladega Nights or something. Yeah. But, like, old school I feel like probably did not have a ton of CG work. Have you seen Old School? Was Do you that remember the one? That movie? It, it's like a like, frat and it's like... But um, they're like not college age correct. anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that's about it for this movie. So let's take a quick break and then move on to fact or fiction. Okay, fact or fiction. Are right. you ready, Rachel? I am ready. First of all, fact or fiction, okay. Will Ferrell did not walk on the ice in the scene where he is barefoot and walking on the ice. It was simply frosted concrete to protect his little toes. Fact or fiction? Hmm. Fiction. Fiction. He actually has big toes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> fiction. Ben Siller says Will Ferrell actually walked on ice for that scene. Uh, so he had cold toes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Fact or fiction? Will Arnett and Amy Poehler, who play the oddly sexual siblings, who are also the villains in this movie, were married in real life at the time the film came out. Huh. Fiction. Fact. Ooh. Will Arnett and Amy Poehler. <laughs> Amy Poehler. <laughs> Will Arnett That's and what Amy Poehler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old Pole over there. Poley. Poley. Roly Poley. Oh my god, just stop. <laughs> Will Arnett and Amy Poehler <laughs> were married, but are now divorced. Okay. They announced they were separating in 2012. Oh, okay. So. Okay, fact or fiction. Will Ferrell's character hurts his ankle in the final routine in the movie, but it was actor John Hedder who got hurt in real life, fracturing his ankle days before shooting was set to begin. Ah, Fact or fiction? Who was John Hedder? He was Jimmy, the other main star. Uh, uh, Fiction. Fact. Yeah! The LA Times reports the injury happened during training for the film, 
and the header was ordered to stay off of his ankle for three months. Ah. So they shot the non-skating scenes and then delayed the filming. Oh, wow. But the article also outlines a series of other challenges and setbacks, um, although publicists say that the budget was $60 million for the film, and that's what I mentioned earlier. The uh-huh. LA Times sources told, uh, reported there that the actual expenses ballooned to about $85 million, with a lot of those being hidden costs in the production. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, also... Uh, pulling off the computer graphics was difficult, the moves, and really making the film work was a challenge. I talked about it a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but another challenge was getting those skating doubles and finding people who fit all of that, and that seemed like a really extensive effort. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Blades of Glory, a crazy ice skating story that I would say took more than meets the eye to pull off. Yeah, for sure. So, you know what time it is. Oh, is it time for cake? It's time... Yeah, it's time for cake. And that's Great. your first fake fact. Oh, oh no. no. Okay. Fake facts. Ready? Ready. Okay, fake fact. The movie uh. Blades of Glory is based on a secret underground men's pairs skating competition. That may- I, You know what? I believe it. Yeah. That's probably true. Let's make it into a graphic and share it on Facebook. Okay, so my fake fact is that we... Okay, here we go. Fake fact. <laughs> fake fact. Here we go. Men's figure skating never actually existed until Blades of Glory, which inspired people to start figure skating as, that, as being men. That's a real good one, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. I also oh, want to no. take this time to um, just, I guess, reference something that I learned about that I didn't know about, which uh-huh. just shows how much I'm not on the internet and I really should be on the YouTubes and stuff. Okay. Which is that um, there is a u- very famous YouTuber, Jax Films. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who has a segment called Fact or Fiction. No, he doesn't. (laughs) That's a fake fact for you, which is actually the name of his segment, Fake Facts. So if you want some fake facts that are way better than ours and truly hilarious and also come with graphics that you can download and put on Facebook, you should head over to Jack Films Fake Facts. Um, And our true fact is that I... I didn't know about that before yeah. we started calling this fake facts. So Me either. This actually kind of organically came out of our first episode. Yeah, just out of our mouths on accident. Um, so, yeah, if you want some more fake facts that are better than ours, head over there. <laughs> They're really funny, actually. The, like, truly hilarious. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, and also I want to correct in one of our previous episodes, I said that Anya Taylor-Joy was an actress in Switch. Uh-huh, yeah. And then I proceeded to describe the plot for the movie Split. Yeah. Which was actually the word that I had, the title that I had written down and just didn't say. I switched the title Switch <laughs> for the title Split when it should have been Split and not Switch. Got it. So, but, but Split was so the correction. movie. So, correction. Split was the was movie the she movie. was in. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And The Switch is actually a movie by the directors of Blades of Glory. <laughs> so, what do you know? Bringing it full circle. There you go. We did it all on purpose. <laughs> And remember, for the next episode, we're going to be talking about I, Tanya. And uh-huh. Rachel, what do you what, what do you think? Just not telling us anything. Okay. But just what are the kinds of things that people can expect on our next episode? Okay. It is so <laughs> much. And I'm really, really, really excited. I'm, I'm not Me even too. fully done with it yet. So I can't. I can't tell you for sure what things will make it in, but um, if you've seen I, Tanya, you know it's based on a true story that was a scandal that pretty much rocked the Olympic figure skating world. 
Um, so we're going to, part of what I look into is, um, you know, what, what, what was true from the movie that truly happened in real life, kind of looking at the side by side with archival footage, um, trying to, to prove some things that they say in there that in the film is kind of left up into your interpretation, but it has been discussed since the film in interviews and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it, we do have some interesting facts as well on the production and the CGI and all of that. But I'm the, the part that I'm truly fascinated in is, is what, what's real and what's not from the, the movie and the real experience. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Woohoo. So if you enjoyed this podcast as much as we did, we had a pretty darn good time. Oh, yeah. Then please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you are listening to this. Yeah, and if you want to see where Kevin got his information for this episode, you can go down to the show notes. We've linked um, the footnotes page in there, so you can go to all the different articles and see that we didn't make it all up. So if you want to send us some suggestions for future episodes or your own fake facts, you can find us on pretty much all the social media platforms at We Look Shit Up, or you can email us at WeLookShitUp at gmail.com. You could do all three of them, too, all of it. Just contact us everywhere. Tell us everything. Yeah, there you go. All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you later. Bye. This is We Look Shit Up. Ah!